In this episode, we'll be exploring the first of the 12 stages of serene empowerment. If you've listened to this podcast before, you'll know that my book, Serene Empowerment, is about spiritual solutions for managing stress and anxiety using the 12 stages, which is my gentle version of the 12 steps, as in programs like AA. However, I'm expanding the 12 stage programs so that it has a more general spiritual focus, not just exclusively relating to anxiety and stress, more like a spiritual pathway. It can be applied to all aspects of daily life. So, in this more general, expanded spiritual focus, the 12 stages of serene empowerment become 12 houses, or 12 spheres of influence. A bit similar to the 12 houses in astrology based on the zodiac. So, for example, the first house ruled by Aries is the house of self-image, the second house ruled by Taurus is the house of self-worth and money, the third house ruled by Gemini is the house of communication, the fourth house ruled by Cancer is the house of home, family, mother, roots, and so on with the fifth, sixth, etc. So today we're going to look at the two houses or two spheres of influence that correspond to stage one of the serene empowerment process the house of unity, and its shadow, the house of isolation. The two houses occupy the same energy space, but in different dimensions, so you can only reside in one house at a time. The work of stage one is to move from living in the house of isolation to the house of unity. Now, this is particularly relevant for us in our current time with the global pandemic which is keeping a lot of us socially isolated. Our movements are restricted. We can't join with each other and express ourselves with each other in the way that we've been used to. A lot of weird elbow touching and high fives into the air going on, for example. And this change in how we communicate and interact with each other has been quite destabilizing and disorientating for some people disempowering and depressing, because human beings are social mammals. Even if you're an introvert like me, you still like a bit of company now and then, a bit of human interaction and contact. However, the first house isn't just talking about physical or social isolation. It's also talking about emotional, mental and spiritual isolation too. In fact, it's more about that than the physical and social stuff. So, occupying that same space but in a different dimension is the house of unity. This house is a source of infinite love and wisdom, of union, where we recognise our inherent oneness with a source of infinite love and wisdom and guidance. We never feel alone no matter what our circumstances are because we always have a direct experience of feeling safe and held by this powerful universal energy field. Some people may call it nature, some people may call it a force or source, most people call it God. 
which can be problematic because the human concept of what God or power is tends not to be very loving and we tend not to understand the unconditional nature of divine love. Our relationships tend to be based on conditional, transactional, what's in it for me type love. Even the marriage concept is still a kind of negotiation, still transactional. Anyway, this house of unity slash isolation is all about, at its core, our relationship with the idea that some people call God. So it can be an understanding or a misunderstanding of the notion of God. Now, in terms of stress and anxiety and depression, etc., this first stage of serene empowerment was about understanding that we are never alone because we are surrounded by this powerful, intelligent, loving energy that is being itself or life itself, and that the more stressed out we are, the less we're able to tune into this loving energy. And the more relaxed we are, the more we're able to tune in and align with it. The truth or power statement for stage one is, I accept that there is a powerful source within me that can provide me with guidance, wisdom, comfort and peace in my daily life. This stage is also about understanding that within doesn't mean inside the body or inside the head. Within means within the mind, which doesn't refer to the brain. In this context, mind is creative energy and creative power that can be used or misused. And this creative energy shapes our experience and our perception. The powerful source within the mind can lie dormant. And so we feel hopeless, helpless, apathetic, despairing, depressed, pessimistic, isolated and separate from everyone. Or this powerful source can be activated, in which case we will have a direct experience of feeling loved, safe, supported, and we will recognize our inherent oneness with all living beings, no matter what might be going on in the circumstances of the world. We feel empowered because we are aware of the creative power of this infinite source moving through us. Many of us have a nice, comfortable, theoretical, abstract, intellectual idea that there is a kind, loving God, but not so many of us have had direct, tangible experience of this divine presence. Most of us have the idea of an external deity that needs to be worshipped and praised rather than an internal deity that supports, loves, guides, gives us what we need rather than what we actually ask for. And the more switched off we are from this divine presence, the more we tend to stumble down a path or experience of absolute misery, lurching from one disastrous catastrophe or tragedy to the next. Or at another end of the spectrum, absolute mediocrity and boredom, where our experience is a bit same old, same old, a kind of quiet discontent and dissatisfaction. Although on paper we might have everything that we need to be considered successful by our society. You could think of yourself as a religious or spiritual person and follow the rules and commandments and be a good person, but not really have any direct, tangible experience 
of a presence that is looking out for you, that has your back. And on the opposite side, you might consider yourself to be an atheist and not believe in anything religious, but at the same time have a direct, tangible experience of a presence that is looking out for you, but you wouldn't describe it necessarily as God. So now here is a short exercise which can provide a stepping stone or bridge to having this direct experience. Focus on the space or the air in the room that you're sitting in. Or if you're outside, focus on the space and the air around you. Imagine that the air around you in the room or in your outside space is filled with loving energy. Imagine that this gentle energy is holding the space that contains your body and its sensations, your thoughts and your emotions. This gentle loving energy is holding your space with no judgment and with full acceptance of all that you are experiencing. Even if you are in a bad mood or really angry or scared, or if you're in a good mood, cheerful and happy, the gentle, loving energy in the air around you is holding you and supporting you and not judging you. It is compassionate when you are sad and it rejoices when you are happy. It is a wise and intelligent energy that knows your highest good, but which waits upon your invitation for its help. It folds and envelops you as you breathe this air in. No matter what you are feeling or thinking, it does not judge. So, 
summarize, the work of stage one is to move from the house of isolation to the house of unity. And this house of unity is a state of having a direct experience of the loving presence of divinity. Not as an external deity that you worship and praise, but as an internal support that bestows love, guidance, acceptance and non-judgment. This loving presence is within our mind and our mind in this context is not synonymous with our brain, but it's our internal source of creative energy and power. When we reside in the house of isolation, we feel disconnected from everything and everyone in a mental, emotional and spiritual sense, which often leaves us feeling a sense of futility and meaninglessness, which can result in depression. When we reside in the house of unity, we recognise our inherent connection and oneness with all living beings, no matter what craziness may be playing itself out in the outer world. So that was an introduction to my newly expanded version of stage one of the serene empowerment process and it also dovetailed nicely with my superhighway to inner peace series. So I'm sort of killing two birds with one stone. We could look at this as episode three of my superhighway to inner peace series. Anyway, in the next episode, we look at stage two, where we'll be exploring the house of guidance and the house of misdirection and confusion. If you'd like to get more information about the 12 stages of serene empowerment, you can read the book, Serene Empowerment, Spiritual Solutions for Managing Stress. It's available in online bookstores, including Amazon, in both paperback and ebook formats. Parts 1 and 2 provide an in-depth introduction to the 12 stages, and part 3 is all about applying the principles of serene empowerment to our lives with daily reflections, exercises, and guided visualizations. It's a guide to engaging with the 12 stages of serene empowerment throughout the course of our day-to-day -day lives, focusing on one theme a week and just one topic within that theme each day. So you don't have to memorise everything as you already have a handy daily guide within the book and just one idea to reflect upon which can guide you through the day. I hope you found this helpful. If you'd like more of the same, please subscribe to this podcast. And for more information about Serene Empowerment, visit my website, sereneempowerment.co.uk. Thanks for listening. Thank you.